You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. Follow the show. It's more important to do that, which is at CRS Podcast, ClockRadioSpeakers.com is where you get all of our previous 300 some odd episodes. We are on iTunes. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify, Google Play, everywhere except for SoundCloud because they are trash. And uh, what's Clock Radio Speakers without Doc? What's up, man? And and yet I I put a remix up on SoundCloud because I have no other. Is there any other place to put stuff? I mean, you know, we, we say SoundCloud I've, is trash, but they're, they're trash for podcasts. But is there some um, other place I should be putting stuff? Audio Mac, maybe. Okay. Yeah, What's going audio, on, everybody? Um, yeah, no, no, I just thought about that in this moment because yeah. when you posted that, I was like, man, we kind of doo-doo on SoundCloud, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> are they the only game in town for what we're trying to do? Man. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I got some I got I got some ideas, man. Because my socials are about to become a social real soon. <laughs> Bars. Yo, it's too. But that's gonna be the theme of this show. It's too much, man. It's too much. It's just a lot to keep up with. And I'm, I'm I just turned 34 last week, man. I'm not I'm tired. Happy belated <laughs> birthday, man. How you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Never mind me. You get get your get your bars off. Oh, uh, everybody knows who I am. It's all it's all good. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter if you want at doc underscore beats s not a z. But like Armand said, follow the show at CRS Podcast. Um, I'm you know I'm over here. Uh, I, I'm I'm stressing. You know it's uh it's election day. It's judgment night. This. It judgment is, uh, night. <laughs> it is a uh, it is eight ten p.m. Eastern and uh, which is later than we normally record, which which means that. You know, as we go through the go through the episode here, there will there will probably be a couple, maybe some you know some fist pumps, maybe some you know if you hear like some despair on my end, you know I'm, I might have peaked at some election results, but I'm definitely we're definitely going to hear oh, oh, from you oh no. at some point in the show. Yeah, absolutely. If if all of a sudden you start hearing like you know I'm a real American pumping through my speakers <laughs> over here, like you know, you know he's back, right? Oh man, what back he. Bruh, like there could like Vince McMahon could be no dumber than he is right now. So they still did the show in Saudi Arabia. Oh, man. And then they opened up the show with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, there's uh, like I haven't really watched the product in about six months, but like, man, like way to alienate your audience after you have a you have your first all female pay-per-view. Mm. And it was largely a success. Tickets sales weren't crazy. But the reviews were that it was really good, and it was pretty good. But man, like it—it's literally like old white man, good old boys, just like running that particular. And they have oh, hundred percent, yeah. And it's like you have women, you have women character, you have women characters, you have African American, Spanish, you have uh, uh, homosexual characters, you have all these different things where you could like portray them in a way that's empowering. But you let old white men dictate. So, of course, all the women are going to be catty and, oh, she's jealous. Like, because that's all women can be is jealous. And all black people can do is dance. And all Mexicans can do is, you know, ride John Deere trucks to the ring. And all Asians can do is bow and and kick. It's crazy. Anyway, what's up? What's up, Doc? How you doing, man? I mean, Vince McMahon is racist. 
He's very racist. And he's gotten very rich from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he realizes most of America's racist. Welcome Absolutely. to election night coverage. I mean, here on Clock and, and his and guess who his wife works for? <laughs> oh my god! Boom! I know. Boom! Pow! We in the building. Anyway, yeah. Welcome to the show. Now we've been, we've been gone for a minute. Now we back with the jump off. We got a, we we have a we have a lot of random <sighs> just stuff everywhere. Um, I mean, like. So, Doc, you posed the question. Normally, I'm the one who asked this, but you asked, and you got an overwhelming response of things to talk about um, from our wonderful audience. So, thank you guys for responding to Doc. I was just in the cut, like, ooh. <laughs> that was like my birthday week, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just, oof. But that was a lot, because there's a lot going on, right? There's a lot going on, but there's also, I don't know, there's, there's like a lot going on. It's like, but there's also... N- I want to say there's, it's not that there's not a lot going on, but it's like, there's not, there's not like a predominant like storyline or like a predominant like album out right now that is like just sucking up all the attention, right? Like Drake right. really like dominated attention. Like Drake and Kanye for good and bad reasons, both, right? Dominated right. headlines through most of this year. But right now there's, I don't know, you know, Drake, I mean, ironically, like, Sicko Mode is sort of quietly the number two song in the country right now. So Drake is still like not going anywhere and is still, you know, omnipresent. But like, it's not like there's a Drake single that's really like, that's not, you know, really like on the top of the charts right now. Um, Although Sicko Mode. Well, right. But that's the weird thing. Drake doesn't even get Billboard credit for that because Travis Scott Mm. does the new, the new trendy thing now, which is you don't list your features. All right. So believe it or not, because Drake is not listed as a feature, he gets he he gets nothing for that. I mean, he got you paid and whatever nothing. else, but like, it, <laughs> but it doesn't like go on his like. Oh, if that becomes number one hit, like it's not another Drake number one hit. Yeah. Okay. Got you. He doesn't get to add it to his repertoire. Yeah. So the Drake stimulus package just kind of doesn't work in what this you, case. I mean, like, like he. I'm sorry. Not that it doesn't work. I'm sorry. He doesn't get credit for it. He does, I mean, but he right. doesn't. I mean, he, he does, credit, but he doesn't. Yeah, he he doesn't get. Yeah, he doesn't get Billboard Billboard yeah. credit. But um, I, but so. I post- Go ahead. What I was going to say is so to sort of try to wrap that all up is like because of that I feel like there's like a lot of projects out none from none that are like super dom- like you know it's not like an A-lister has put is put out an, an album in the last couple of weeks really. You know yeah, what I mean? Cuz everybody everybody dropped already. Everybody dropped. And so in this era where it's like combo projects or like here's my little like 11 track thing or here's my little this or that like mm-hmm. you what we're, what we're seeing now is just like we were going down this list before we before we you know officially started the show and it's like i don't like there's just lots of music out and mm-hmm. it you know um there's always like you know we're in november now like when we were growing up like fourth quarter was crazy always crazy but you had right. to spend money so like as a consumer unless it was okay i've got my christmas money in so right. i need to go like stock up on cds aside from that you were really only get i mean a good day a good week you were buying like two or three like two, that but yeah, two, and, but that yeah. is like wow that was whereas, a lot whereas yep. now because of streaming it's like i don't know how many projects how many new projects you want this week absolutely and so because of that absolutely. because there's not like anything that's like really dominating um yeah oh wow. everything can just kind of exist and i don't know if it and it feels like you almost feel a moral obligation to listen to everything and when i go back and i listen to you know i'm always in my 90s 2000 bag 
you know, with my streaming services. There were just albums that I never listened to. Mm. Like I've been on a big No Limit kick. I couldn't keep up with all those No Limit releases back then because they were dropping stuff every week. So there were maybe, there were even songs from artists that I liked, but then I never heard the album that it was on. Mm. So then you go back and listen to it and you're like, oh man, if I would have heard this in 98 and 01 or, well, no, not 01 because by then we were downloading everything. It was, that was different. But like 98, 99, 97, yeah, like this would have been great, but I bought my one album or my two albums on top of the other albums that I had in rotation and it just didn't make it. Yeah. Never, never got around to it. You, you had like prerequisites in order to like, if I'm going to, I used to, my sister and I used to always do a thing where like, you had to have three dope singles for me to buy your album. So I remember when Brandy came out and I want to be down came out and it was fire. And then best friend came out and it was fire. And then baby came out and it was fire. We have to buy our album. But we weren't buying, we weren't spending $12 just based off I want to be down. But nowadays with streaming, we just hear somebody has a project coming. Right. And we have to just automatically like divest time and energy into like listening to the album, gathering all the features, hearing the story behind it, following the social media stuff, and then like rendering an opinion. Just spoiler alert, it's not happening. Not for me at least. It's, it's, it's impossible. But if you're able to do that, like God bless you. Good for you. I remember in the IRC days, like I had time to do that. And I was 19 and just downloading every single thing that came out just because, yeah, I could do it. Now, I, I physically cannot, cannot do it. Some, somebody made a good point. Like I was listening to, um, I was listening to Trapper Die 2 this week and it made me talk about, I was having a conversation about Trapper Die 1 with somebody. And I was like, look, like they were telling me about how So Icy was so big in Ohio. And like, oh man, that was a song, that was a song. And I was like, yo, I hated So Icy. That was my first introduction to Jeezy. Mm. And I was like, Doc had to tell me, you need to listen to Trap or Die. And even then, he had to tell me a couple times. Like, your first recommendation, I was like, all right, whatever. And I, I didn't get around. I'm like, I'm not listening to Trap or Die. You're crazy. You had to tell me a couple times before I even down. No, I didn't even download it. You just sent it to me on Instant Messenger. You sent it to me on Amy. Like, I'm just going to send it to you. Check it out. Right. And I heard the intro. Nowadays, even with a recommendation, like I need now, you have that, you have that, that access, but you're like one of like three people in my life that could tell me to listen to something and I'm going to do it. Everybody, everybody else, I need like a group of people. Like one recommendation is enough because I don't know your taste. I don't like, I don't know what you're listening to, what your barometer is like. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So let's talk about some of this music. <laughs> Oof, boy, boy. Before boy, we get to that, boy. is there anything else we need we need to start with? Um, um so you I, had you had man, a birthday. I did have a birthday. I had a little little get together. Yeah. It was great. It was the first time I stayed here. I usually travel for my birthday. I stayed here. It was great. It was wonderful. Shout out to everybody who came. I don't think anybody who uh came to that party listens to the podcast, but um yeah, it was really dope. I appreciated it. Uh, we played board games and, and video games and we just hung out. It was cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That was probably the most uneventful birthday I've ever had. And I enjoyed it. There you go. I loved it. I, I did have, I had two things, Doc. Okay. Number one, um, 
Well, actually, three things. Number one, belly turned 20 this week. Um, 400 degrees turned 20 this week. So now I have four things. Yeah. Um, American Gangster turned 11 today. Mm. And I, I, every time I see the birthday, I think we had this conversation last year, and I say, yo, that's Jay's second best album, third at worst. People are pretty much like, yeah. Yeah, third is, any, I think, putting it in the top, yeah, I'll go with third. third. And I'm not mad at anybody putting it third, but like the only two that are above it are Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint. Well, yeah. I don't those think are, any other. Those are always, for Jay's catalog, forever and ever, those are 1A and 1B. I did get my record player for my birthday, so and I was I was given the blueprint on vinyl as a gift, so that was that was dope. Just hearing the crackle as the as the bongos <laughs> came in on the rulers back, oh, it was so hip hop. I loved it. Um, okay, so the fourth thing that I wanted to ask you, I asked this yeah. on social media, but I want to ask this because we were just talking about Drake. When has the Drake stimulus package worked for somebody long term for a newer artist? Okay, so. Let's think of some Drake. So you, but you don't count Versace remix. I 100% count Versace remix. I don't know if I do. Cause like there's a, I think there are, I think there are two types of Drake stimulus package. Okay. Then we need to define what the stimulus package is. Okay. I think there's the Drake jumps on your record and gives you the cosign. Which is usually for newer artists. So that's 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 Black Boy JB, that's Migos, that's uh Mackinanin. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then there's the no no no, you got the Drake feature plus Drake's producers. Like you got the Drake sound. Okay, so, so what like would you, what Big was that? Sean Blessings is a one thousand percent of Drake's stimulus package. Yep, record. yep, 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 yep. Right. And that, uh, but you kinda gotta have some clout to get that though, right? Oh my yeah, god, I yeah. used the C word. Um, like Meek Mill Rico would have been that, except we all know what happened there. Right, right. Um, so then what is something like sicko mode? What is that? Is that just a, does, does Drake just collaborate with people? Or to my yeah. point that I said earlier on social media or earlier this week, like, yo, take heed this kind of a Drake producer now. He kind of gangsted Black Boy JB out of that sound. Well, and then he kind of gave it to Travis. I think it's. Sort of, I don't know. I mean, like, because Black Boy, uh, not Black Boy, uh, Take Keith is like, he, I think he's just, he's working with other people now. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we had them, you know, um, uh, maybe we maybe we had them pigeonholed together, right? I, I, I agree with you because he is working with other people. But when you, like, I think that people asking for a Drake and Take Keith project, to me, that's like, yeah, that's his producer now. Mm. Because when I associate Tay Keith, I don't associate Tay Keith with any other of the artists that he's worked with. I 100% associate him with Drake. Mm. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, right? Because like I don't know, he this is he's sort of having a DJ Mustard type of year, right? Like DJ Mustard in 2014, right? Is he? You don't think so? Only because Mustard was working with everybody, but who else was? Who else is Tay Keith? He was Mustard was working with everybody, and Mustard was making hits for everybody. Though yeah. take he's working for other people, like who is he making hits for? Yeah, maybe not so much from the hit, but I, I, I mean, sort of from like the sort of like, the sort of um, he's sort of come out of nowhere, or at least seemingly come out of nowhere. But like this notion sure. of like, I don't know, like mustard had a sound. Yes. Right, and he he had a really good year. And mm-hmm. anytime a anytime a producer has like a singular sound, what something that identifies them, whether it's tempo or drum pattern or whatever. You get these years or these sort of these this like this mini like early peak from them. And like the interesting thing to always watch is like, do they have another move? 
<laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I hear you. So yes. like with mustard, I mean, it actually ended up that he did. It just came in a different way than I think people expected, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think ex- people expected booed up and and like the LMA thing to be his like. Yeah. But like that's what he still did. A, still a really good album. Do, yeah. You know, like he went in that direction. Like take Keith. I mean, because like we'll we'll briefly talk about this Metro project later. But like you know, he's got a song. He's got a beat on there where he's. It's literally like a three six mafia piano riff. You know what I mean? Like. From like the late nineties. It's the same it's the same thing, except I'm guessing Take Heath is playing it and they sampled. You know what I mean? But like, um, he's got a sound. And like it's working for him now, and people love it right now. And it's like very identifiable. And he's got that very identifiable like drop. But like in twelve months. Listen. Do you know what I mean? And that's absolutely I, re- I realize that is very harsh, but like that's that's what's going you know, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know. Yo, it's amazing. I went back and I listened to uh, Project Pat, Mr. Don't Play, and Getty Green. And all of that production <laughs> sounds like everything that we hear right now. Yeah. Man. You called it. You called it. But yeah, I agree. I think the move thing is really important. It's, it's like, um, it's like uh, RG3. Um, uh, what was it? Before he switched it up. Okay, so RG3 versus Cam Newton. So they both had breakout... Right, right, and, I, right, and this and this 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 parallel might be wrong because I I really don't watch football like that, but like they both had breakout rookie seasons. RG three, yes, he got hurt, but it, but if I remember right, prior to him getting hurt, his second year wasn't that crazy because defenses learned his patterns and his habits. They they adjusted, and then he wasn't able to do what he was able to do. Same thing with Cam Newton. The only difference is Cam Newton developed his game and developed new habits and new patterns. And then he became, he had his, his season where they went to the Super Bowl. Where versus RG3, like, got hurt and a bunch of other stuff, whatever, 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 whatever. So, like, yeah, Tay Keep's going to have to develop, like, a new drum roll, <laughs> some more snare rolls or something else. Otherwise, they're going to just Lex Luger him out of his style because his style's not very complex. And no. it's not it's not like a Neptunes or... I would say like a Timbaland, but shoot, Dark Child was trying to gangsta Timbaland out of his sound. Yeah. You know? And people were trying to do Neptune's beats, but they just, Pharrell and Chad are different. Yeah, you know, who really, actually, I'm trying to think of it. Like, there really weren't that many Neptune's ripoffs that that were, like, successfully done. Right? Am I, thinking, am I missing? No, 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 no. They weren't successful. There were people who tried here and there, but it wasn't as, pro- it wasn't pronounced. But that sound, those those sounds, and that sound in particular, definitely made the rounds, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Timbo, it was, you know, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, we can do. It was like, it was the. I, I don't know. We, th- I realize we talk a lot about Dark Child for a, a, a twenty eighteen hip hop podcast. I feel like we always come Dark back Child. to him. But he's an interesting guy, right? I mean, it's an interesting moment because, like, it wasn't. It was, yeah, he was ripping off Timbaland, but then there was also this. <laughs> It's going to sound so funny to say it because like obviously tempos are all over the place now, right? But like the idea and like the thing in like late 1998 was this idea of like a bounce was like coming to like hip hop. You know what I mean? Like whether it was records like Ja Rule's Can I Get a or like, you know, there was this whole like idea of like, oh, tempos can be different. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and it made its way to R&B with like Monto Jordan, Let's Ride, Something for the People, My Love is the Ish, like... And it was like, yeah, everybody wanted to bounce. Yeah. 
lot of, there was camera, a, lot of, a lot of shoulders moving up and down all of a sudden. Lots, lots of bank head bouncing, and that's when you know when Cameron said when the, we start bouncing, right? It was a pronounced statement, and it was clear because somebody like Jay Z like took that took what was what was going on other uh, with other artists and like defined it. Yeah. So we. We were somehow talking about the Drake stimulus package. We got way off, way off track. No, um, that's fine. We start talking about Take Heath. Good conversation. <laughs> um, so Drake and Take Heath should, if they if they are ever going to do a project together, like a little EP, like they should probably do like right now, like right now. Because like yeah. in February, that's gonna be like meh. Yeah, I I I know the Migo, I think Quavo alluded to a Drake and Migos project. They should have pulled a Jay and Beyonce and dropped that while they were on tour. Cause that's the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to want, I'm not going to want, I mean, people, of course people are going to listen to it. You're crazy, but like it would make more sense to do it now or drop it at the end of the tour, but, or even better drop it while you're on tour so you can do records off of it. I mean, I get why they didn't do it. It's because they've been building up to this ridiculous like run of like their label quality control putting out like just an Absolutely. unprecedented amount of not I shouldn't say unprecedented. Their quality control is trying to be no limit records. Absolutely. Right. I mean they're doing you know what people said that like this was what Kanye this is where Kanye first heard about the or got the idea because they had planned to do it in June. They end up just pushing it back. Yeah. Um because they're just putting out. I mean, we got another one this you know in the past couple of weeks, right? We got takeoff. Um, yep. We didn't talk about Yachty at all. Um, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. That's right. But um, you know, uh, Offset is rumored to be uh, December now. I, yeah, I heard December fourteenth. Yeah. So, I mean, a whole bunch of Migos records coming out in June would have made a lot of sense for the tour. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they didn't need to because they were they were trending and the they were trending for other reasons. Right. So they didn't need to put music out. That would have that would have convoluted like their own lane. Which is very possible. And it's something that people don't really talk about. Like doing too much in this era. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man. All right, this is just proof that there's a lot to talk about because we're twenty minutes into the show and we've already had like a super deep dive into stuff did you uh did did you uh go out and vote today i did not oh no i did not i didn't have time um Mm. i didn't have time and here 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 was my thing yeah i i did not educate myself as far as what the issues were Mm. so i didn't want to vote and i didn't want to cram i'm i'm registered to vote but i didn't want to cram and do like the let me just vote for everybody democrat or something like that like like, okay, so what's Trump? All right, let me do the complete opposite of that. If I'm going to do something, number one, I want it to be informed and as educated as, as possible. Um, and then number two, I have a right to vote. But like, if I choose not to, then like, that's also my right too. So like, I, I'm good. I'm good. I wasn't, I wasn't tripping the fact that my schedule was convoluted and I wasn't going to be able to, to get out and vote. Mm. Like, I'm good. Uh. Connecticut doesn't have early voting or anything like that. Like it's old school. There's absentee ballots, but like aside from that, it's like polls open at eight. I'm sorry, polls open at six. They close at eight. That's all you get. Wow. Um. So uh, I was there at six a.m. Of course all I was. Right. Well, yeah, you're yeah you're up that early anyway. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm up early. I'm up early. Is there at six a.m. Uh, I'm in line. Wasn't that long of a line, but uh, I'm in line. Right up about to the place where they like you know they want to 
check your name off the list and give you the ballot. And uh, I couldn't find my driver's license. Wow. Because apparently I lost my driver's license at some point over the past, like, I don't know, two months or something. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So apparently they let me vote with, in Connecticut, if you have something that has your name printed that's official or some, in some way, plus your signature, that's enough. So like okay. my, I had a credit card that was signed and they were like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the who who's cool. the who's the company that does the the credit cards with your um with the photo picture? bank yeah. of america bank of america <laughs> uh yeah so i got to vote this morning and then i came home and then i got ready because i had my next stop was i got to i went to the dmv today too okay because i had no driver's license i was very right. civically engaged today yeah you were you were doing your due diligence trying to Trying to. Due diligence, Doc. I have a hot take about what you were saying about voting, though. Because I hear this from people, right? That they feel like, I haven't had time to be educated. I don't want to be an uneducated voter, which I get. Here's my hot take. There are a lot of ignorant people in this world, and they have no problem voting. <laughs> That's fine. We I, a lot of just... ignorant racists in this country who are no problem showing up, and they're going straight ticket for terrible candidates. Just Absolutely. terrible candidates. Absolutely. But I don't want to be named among them like... I don't know who I'm voting for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what policies or what what I'm co-signing with this vote. So I don't want to just. I and, and you know, and it could be a thing where this person is a blatant racist, right, and this right. other person's a closet racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, I I just I just I just wanted to make an informed. I, I, no, I, I hear. I'm not even trying to badge yeah. you at all. I just, it was yeah. it was it's interesting because I hear and. I, I was sort of wondering, is it like a younger generation thing where like we have made voting out to be this and rightfully so it's super important, but we make it out to be this like, I got to be super informed because I don't know, I don't know my, my hot take theory is like, I wonder if the, if like older generations, they're just like, no, nah, I'm showing up and voting. You know what I mean? Like they haven't put quite that. Well, we, we live in the information age, right? <sighs> over information, so man. Over Right. <laughs> over information. So I, I would assume that, not to say that people didn't want to be informed then but like i'm almost see this is just how crazy my brain works <laughs> or maybe i'm just too immersed in this generation but dang like how how were you informed hmm. like was it a thing where like <laughs> like springfield where you had to go to the town hall meetings so you could hear the issues of your city i mean the newspaper right the newspaper yeah like who your newspaper um like you know almost most major newspapers though like we recommend so-and-so for this position. I have like an official thing, right? And, you know, a, um, newspapers often will have like sort of a noted editorial bias, like one way or another. So, you know, it's sometimes it's pretty typical. Like, you know, the New York Post is is like, it's almost like tabloidish in a sense. You know, the the Wall Street Journal, their editorial page heavily like leans Republican. So like there's some typical endorsements and stuff like that, but that's kind of like old school. People have kind of done it. You know, it's like, oh, they read about it in the paper and then they sort of, you know, that's one way to do it. But, you know, another way is like, you know, you should just be, well, I identify personally as Republican or Democrat. So you just show up and you go right down the list. Like people have been doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we got drama developing here in the state of Connecticut. Uh-oh. So much drama in the... In, in the, the CT, in the in the in the eight six zero and two zero three, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard being DLC. <laughs> <laughs> so Connecticut allows same day registration, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, in two places, uh, 
city of New Haven, where I used to work, and the town of Mansfield, where Yukon is, where I used to work. Um, both populations that are going to have, one, a lot of young people, but two, um, a lot of people who may not necessarily have a Connecticut driver's license, right? If you're in New Haven, you can get around with like city transportation, buses, or, you know, stuff like that. And if you're at, if you're at University of Connecticut, well, you are on campus, you probably don't, you may or may not have a Connecticut license. And why does that matter? Because Connecticut does automatic voter registration if you have a driver's Ooh. license, right? So ah. all these people live in the suburbs, they all are just registered to vote. But if you're in a city or you're a college student, you are much more unlikely registered to vote. So um, there was right, right, lines right. and lines of people, like people were waiting in line in New Haven for four hours today wow. just to register to vote. And, um, you know, I, I, and I'll stop the politics talk here before I get too sidetracked, but um, somewhat predictably, the uh, Republican uh, candidate for governor is uh, filing an injunction to uh, stop those two towns from allowing uh, unregistered, allowing these people to like finish registering. Um, because, you know, obviously, if you're a modern Republican uh, voting for governor, what you don't want are lots of people living in urban areas and lots of college students voting. Right. So they want to cut that off. They're going to, you know, they're they're going to throw up all sorts of smoke screens about, well, you know, there's too many new registered voters. This must be voter fraud or you didn't they didn't do this right or that right. You know, all the normal voter suppression stuff that we do in America. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, we should get back to music because I could sit here and t- talk politics and go crazy all night long. All right. Um, Where do you want to start first, man? Um, well, let's go. We can go, um, you know, because it's been a while since we recorded. We can talk about something. We, it's a little deep to start with, but we can go there because we have talked about XXS Tentacion in the past. Oh, the show. boy. Yeah. Boy, this ace, this ace out is going to be heavy. <laughs> um. And since we la- previous since previously on Clock Radio Speakers, right? Since the last time we recorded, um, there are uh, uh, there was a a newly obtained so the uh, Pitchfork um, obtained a secretly recorded tape of XXX talking with acquaintances um, around the time of his late 2016 arrest, and he admits to domestic ab- abuse and other. Mm-hmm terrible crimes in this audio recording yeah even a stabbing that they didn't even know <laughs> he was around for that was right. crazy right it's like out of, something out of the wire basically um yeah and you know i i sent this to you because you know we have talked about um x on the show before you had talked about how you know you're you know you have you have a kid who is like a fan of x mm-hmm. and so I don't know if you how much you want to talk about on the show, but like, as a parent, like, yeah. when you when you see a news article like that, like, what do you th- are you thinking? You're like, because you're you're both a parent, but you're also like, you know, obviously a hip hop fan. We do yeah. show everything like long time hip hop fan. So like, yeah, what are you thinking when you when you when you hear about this news? Um, you want me to give my my? Of course, here's a. I don't. What I don't want to come off as is kind of sort of like I told you so in hindsighty, but what what I end up doing is I I have thoughts that I want to share in the moment, and I've said this we can't really judge motive, and so when he died and people said oh he was changing his life, the only evidence they had was him throwing like a toy drive. <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, quote unquote, evil people can do charitable things. Like, sure. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 doesn't really do it for me when people are doing displaying acts of service, but still, you know, that, that to me that doesn't mean that you you've changed because these are like heart issues. These are behavioral issues. That has nothing to do. We just quoted the wire. Shoot, season one, episode one, they were throwing a Thanksgiving dinner in right. the hood with the drug money. <laughs> That they got from the people in the community. So, you know, when I hear, oh, he was changing his life, I'm v- I'm very slow to come around on people. I'm not going to say, no, that's not true. I'm going to say, let's wait and see. Mm. And so when this video came out, or when this audio came out, my feelings was hurting more than anything because I've had conversations with my daughter about that. And that was her posture. Oh, he's changing his life. He's changed his life. And I'm, right. and I don't want to be like, hey, newsflash, daughter. Like, eh. you know, I didn't want to taint her with my with my pessimism. What I believed, what I believed to be was pessimism. But the the audio was just evil. Yeah, it was really disturbing to hear. And it wasn't the fact that he did it. It was the way he was talking about it. It's no different than me saying, uh. You saying, hey, hey, Armand, I threw a beat in Dropbox <laughs> compared to I just stabbed nine people at a park or I just, you know, I purposefully beat this girl up because I wanted to make sure that she was scared and that she didn't go anywhere. That's crazy. Yeah. it. There was a, I don't know if casualness is the word I want to use, but like, yeah, maybe I do. Like he, it was very just sort of like, yeah, matter of fact, right? Yes. It, he didn't sound like he was, you know, revealing deep, dark secrets or anguished or, and, you know, we're sort of extrapolating from, from leaked audio, but it, I think it put, I don't know. I think it really put into very like stark relief, like the idea that, you know, I, it can be easy when someone is accused and you have a, and you have this really fervent fan base, it can be easy to be like, Oh, well, those are just accusations and there's no proof or they're trying to keep them down. You know, there, there can be all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. like to, to hear the audio is just so like crystallizing in a sense, right? It's like, yeah. oh man, oh man, yeah, it's bad. Um, and his fan base is so young. Yes, <sighs> yes, yes. I don't know anybody under the age of eighteen that doesn't love him. It's amazing. What's also been kind of amazing is like, you know, I would say the broader American society has been like sort of really grappling with. You can call it the Me Too movement. You can call it whatever. But like grappling with this idea of like artists and their art in a way that we didn't necessarily grapple with on a like all across the culture 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. There are always elements of uh, of our culture that we're saying that, you know, that we're trying to hold abusive men accountable or, or but it is like permeates our larger culture now. You know what I mean? But like. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that sort of like holding like like I don't I don't see I don't see that sort of like refusal to separate art from artist creeping into hip hop as much. Do you know what I mean? Like um you know Lil Wayne didn't blink didn't think twice about having like unreleased X vocals on his album. And I didn't it's not like hip hop fans wanted it's not like there was some cry out like how can you, you know, uh how can you how can you have this song with this person who 
you know, Absolutely. has done X, Y, and Z. Like, no, I, I don't think a single hip hop fan said anything. No. But like elsewhere in the culture, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. What what's what's interesting? I mean, like the behavior is parallel with a good percentage of the content in hip hop. It it was it's it's similar to you know my argument last episode when I talked about the the hypocrisies of you know hip hop's stance against Trump. Like how can you know how can Ti come at Trump when you know he's still cheating or actively cheating on his wife and doing all these other things that like essentially Trump is doing too. Like there's no difference. So the things that you're rapping about, like I've never ascribed to the idea that it's only entertainment. Mm. That is passive aggressive BS. (laughs) No, this is, so this may not necessarily be your story, but there are definitely people who listen to you or there are people that you know, that is their story. And if it's not their story, they want it to be their story because you glamorize and you make hip hop look or not. I don't want to say hip hop, but like the things that you talk about through the medium of hip hop, you make it sound really, really cool. And so then all of a sudden you can't. It was like <laughs> it was like Easy e being on a Stop the Violence record. Like, how was he on? We're all in the same gang. But he raps about what he raps about, mm. like openly and willingly. So we can't separate the content of the art and then say, okay, well, this is just what we do. However, like what you're doing is wrong because you're really doing it and we're just talking about it. No, no. So you talking about it is definitely either co-signing it, glamorizing it, whatever. So it's, it's influencing people to do it. Now, granted, people have free will and people can... You're not, it's not like a zombie thing where you're putting a gun to somebody's back and making them do this. Right. But you can't say it's not helping. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, that's where it is with hip-hop because what's the difference between X stabbing a bunch of people and, and you know, kind of glorifying it and 80% of the content on Carter 5? Right. Same thing. So I don't. I think that's why, like, we haven't really heard anything from hip hop because hip hop is actively participating in the things that X did. Be if you're not beating women, you're definitely what well, we talked about much on this show. Casual misogyny. You're definitely misogynistic towards women. So maybe you're not beating them physically, but you are demeaning them mentally, verbally, emotionally. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. What a black eye. What's the difference between a black eye and like, uh, uh, uh. It manifesting through insecurities or through, you know, broken behavior or cycles or however it, it manifests. It's the same thing, man. That's what that's what bothers me so much about this stuff, man. It's just like we're not even not even that it's happening, that, that nobody's just acknowledging it, that it's there. Just acknowledge it. But nobody, everybody's turning a blind eye to it, but they're all focusing on these other things that are apparently more glaring than what you're doing. No, it's all messed up. Let's address everything. I'm done. Because the way you talk about politics, I could really talk about hip hop and woo, this side, hey boy, crazy. But that's just where we are, man. I, I hate, I hate it, man. I hate it, and I really like it. Makes it makes it hard for me to like. So why would I listen to a takeoff album when this is all that I'm hearing? I mean, they don't really talk about like murder, death, kill like that. They just talk about they a lot of misogyny in their music though. But like, I can't listen to this stuff. I can't casually, you know. I can only. I love West Side Gun. I can't listen to him but for so but for so long. You know what I'm saying? I can only listen to Freddie Gibbs but for so long. 
I can only listen to these guys but for so long before I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because you're definitely angry about X, Y, and Z, but you're actively participating in X, Y, and Z according to your persona. Like, nah, bro, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be responsible all the way around, in and out the booth. Live what you rap about. Ain't that the mantra of hip hop? Living what you rap about? Okay, so if you live in what you rap about, then go stab somebody, go shoot somebody, go rape a girl, go rob a bank. Like, it's just, it can't, that can't, we just, we can't, yo. We just, we can't. I hate it, Doc. I hate it. I could tell. It was funny because you were talking about the, you know, the takeoff album real quick. And it's like, <laughs> you know, my problem, I mean, my problem with the takeoff album is like, I mean, we'll get, I mean, we don't have to talk about it much more than this. It's basically like, you're right. Like the content, there's just nothing there. But also like, I'd listen to it and I'm like, man, then the basically like the beats and the songs aren't interesting enough to like put up with the content. That's where I'm at as a hip hop fan. Right, right. So somebody like Rick Ross, whose content, I mean, granted, I, I applaud him for rapping about things like credit and ownership and stuff like that. He's still very vulgar in his in his content. But and I and again, back to West Side, somebody else like West Side Gun. The beats are nuts. So I'll I'll tolerate it for a certain maybe longer than I'll tolerate a takeoff album. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like after about track three or four of the takeoff album, I was like, all right, I'm good. Because I know what this is. If I go to track four and I go to and I skip and go to track twelve, it's gonna be the same thing. Same tempo, same content, same everything, same ad libs, all of it. You're right. So there's like so we can transition into this point. So Doc, yeah. a bunch of music came out. A ton of music. And but like, like <laughs> Man. Again, I I I I I'll talk about that offline. I just, mm, I want this stuff to stick, but like when I go through my Apple Music and my Spotify, I'm just, I know that I'm just listening to this for the show and I'm just less, I'm less enthused to do it because like none of, none of this, I know none of this is going to stick or very little, very little will stick. And if it does stick, it's because of the narrative or the story or the larger picture it, it, it falls into. But like, is the music dope? Is it engaging? Is it interesting? Not, not really. Not a lot of it. Yeah, not a, yeah, not not a lot of it. Not a lot of it. There's there, actually one album that came out this week that is interesting, but yeah, not a lot of it. I think this is, you know, we talked about this ad nauseum, right? Two albums. <laughs> We've talked about this ad nauseum, right? Which is like, you know, when there were there were lots of cons to the way that the music industry used to work, right? Mm-hmm. You had to go through gatekeepers. You had to almost always be signed to a label. Or have some other way to get your 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 your, your music out. Um, albums were expensive to create and distribute, um, but what that meant is it typically meant that albums, you know, at least ideally, you were you were really thinking about what you put on an album, right? Mm-hmm. And for some artists, that caused them to really carefully craft. And for some artists, it meant like, oh man, like, and you get stuck in your own head and you never put stuff out and. You know, that that sort of limit on creativity has its cons, right? But it also kind of has its, it might, maybe it has its pros, right? Because what we're getting now is like, there's no barrier to entry. There's no, right. nothing stopping you from putting your stuff out. Um, I mean, the biggest problem you'll have is clearing samples if you decide to clear them, if you're a big enough artist where you have to worry about that. Um, right. And so, you know. That's pretty much the the biggest thing stopping you. Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's an upload button and then you go. And so yeah. that's had some fantastic side effects, right? Absolutely. 
but it's also got some bad ones where like, you're like, mm, okay, I put this out, right? Like the, the quality control, like flood. I mean, it's ironic considering the name of their label. Like they, they, they just sort of put that. It's a, it's kind of amazing. Right. Cause like, I'm trying to think of a, of another time in hip hop when you had like two or three rappers in a group who then all went solo. So like Outkast never really did that. EPMD kind of sort of did that maybe. Um, but you know what I mean? Like that, it, the idea of like, I mean, would you say Migos is the most popular rap group, right? Yeah. If they're, if they're not, yeah, the most, most who, popular group. Sure. Yes. Who, I mean, who, I mean, who's more popular than that as a group, right? Yeah. As a group. No, 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 no. Nobody. Not and, right now. And like, they're going to end up putting out like three solo records this year. And so far we've had one that was mm, one that was no. And we'll see what the third one is. But like the idea that like these are being put out and like it's almost as though it's like, yeah, sure. Put them out. Who cares? Like, I feel like there's almost like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm being very harsh on these records, but like there's an element of like, it's so easy to put it out that like we're not even stopping to think like, should we put it out? Right. Like, and it, you know. This is what happens, right? There's no, and there's no longer any limit on like what configuration your product can come out in. You want it to be 35 songs and not fit into a normal CD uh, length? Fine. You want it to be seven songs and be 20 minutes long? Cool. It's all on the table. And so, you know, in some cases it works really well, right? There are some artists who that, that, that sort of format, that idea is working well, but there are lots of artists who are just putting stuff out like crazy or whenever they want, or sort of like offhand. And, you know, it's weird that I'm advocating for more promotion, but like promotion as a shorthand for like care and attention and like, oh, I want you to pay attention to this because this is a thing. Instead Mm -hmm. of I wake up on Friday morning and I go into Apple Music and I see what's new and I go, oh, that's out. Interesting. Yep. We're Yep. We're in a weird place right now. And so like we've got music from, new music from Swiss, We've got Metro Boomin, we've got West Side Gun, Vince Staples, Takeoff, Action Bronson, Joel Ortiz and Apollo Brown, Freddie Gibbs and uh, Spitta. Uh, we've got Jeremiah and Ty Dolla Sign. I'm sure there's other ones that are out there. There's like yeah. just a ton of stuff, but like, you know, there are some names in there, some big names, some mildly big names in there. But like, I don't know, are, are any of these like sticking in a sense? Like, I don't know. The sw- ironically, and I think, you know, Swiss is from another generation. The rollout for his album and the way he approached it might come the closest mm-hmm. to like a hey, you should pay attention to this. Hey, I'm 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 trying to like put some care into this. Mm-hmm. But even that, like, I don't know. There's no like and maybe this is asking too much from Swiss Beats in twenty eighteen, but I don't know. He's such an he has such an interesting career. Like it's not like there's like a huge record on there either, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's not a big record. There's a funny record on there. We're going to talk about it. <laughs>